Hello and welcome again to AV's Ripping Wax Packs. This is uh, Aaron Vaughn, your host. And uh, today we are on episode two and we are going to be discussing 1987 Tops Wax Packs. Uh, that's the one I pulled earlier on Twitter this week. And uh, we are going to talk about that. Uh, we'll get some um, of your comments from the Twitter page and uh, tell a little bit about some of the things that you commented on. And um, then we'll uh, rip the pack um, as we do each week and talk about the players in there. Uh, before that, just a little history of the 1987 Tops set and what the cards look like and all that type of stuff. So uh, 1987 Tops, um, as most of you are going to know this if you've collected cards at all at that time was first of all one of my favorite sets of the 80s I can remember buying tons and tons of this stuff um, it had a really cool look um, it had a um, wood outside frame to it um, kind of like the 1962 tops uh, kind of harkens back the memories of those obviously I wasn't alive then if you've li listened to the first episode I'm in my 40s but I do um, some buying and selling of cards and I know a lot of the history of, of cards and especially vintage cards I really enjoy the 1962 tops had the frame that was that looked like it was wood the 1987 tops card has that wood frame and um, yes this was a very over uh, saturated set uh, these were over produced um, but it was a really good set in my opinion at the time and I still think it holds up um, yes the cards aren't worth what they were then but this set had an amazing rookie class in it um, so if you were thinking about you know putting a set together there's so many of these you can find out there uh, there's been a little bit of a boom in the um, card business and the buying and selling of cards so um, you can get these wax boxes for not too much on eBay, but um, they're, they're a little more than they used to be uh, uh, 10 years ago now. So um, hopefully for the card collectors and the business um, and anybody that has a, a card shop, because you don't find those anymore too much. Um, I really respect those people that have the um, brick and mortar stores because it's hard to keep those with eBay and all that kind of stuff, which you can do online now. Um, but uh, it's good for them to be able to make some money on this because I really appreciate when I'm in a bigger city because uh, I live in Searcy, Arkansas, and there's not a card shop um, that's too close to us. You have to go to Jonesboro, Arkansas, to I think, to find the closest one. At least that's the closest one I've been to. Um, and it's nice to have a card shop to go to. So count your blessings if you have a card shop close to you because... Um, those are few and far between anymore if you're in a, especially in your city that's not big. Um, so um, looking at this set, um, like I said, a lot of good rookies in this set. Um, they called these woodies because of the wood around the outside. That's what I've heard them called. Um, kind of a little play on words there. Um, but uh, at this point, you know, all the cards were being really pumped into the market. Um, and there were just so many of these made that um, it was a very popular set, but um, like anything else during that time, it started to get to where there was so much of it that um, you weren't gonna 
make any money on these these sets if you got them. If you wanted to just collect them, it's it's a nice set to collect. Um, there there are different subsets inside this set um, that um, were were rather new. Um, this was when they brought back the um, rookie cup, gold cup that was on the card. Um, I think that was in 1978, I believe, was the last time they had that. And then they brought it back in 1987. So um, they also they had that. And that's a, a big one of those was the Jose Canseco gold cup card. Um, he had a 1986 tops traded card, too. But this was his first, you know, base set rookie. Um, so there were a lot of rookies in this set that were good. He had, he had the Barry Bonds um, base set rookie. Yes, he had an 86 tops traded too from the year before, but this was the first just base card rookie for him. Um, there were uh, so just some other ones that, that come to mind where they had the future stars sets and uh, cards in there that said future stars at the bottom. And my favorite card from this set, I can remember having like, I think two pages of these in the little binder with like 18 of these, the Bo Jackson card. When I got that card, I was so excited. It was so awesome to get the Bo Jackson card. Canseco too. There's even a Mark McGuire uh, card where he's in his uniform for a major league team for the first time. Most people will say the 1985 tops Mark McGuire is the, his, his true rookie card, but they'll, they call this a rookie card too, because um, that 1985 tops card, he was in an, uh, Olympic uniform, USA um, baseball team, Olympic uniform. So he wasn't in his um, Oakland Athletics uniform yet. So th this had had the first year for that. Barry Larkin had a rookie card this year. Um, Rafael Palmero had a rookie card this year. There were just so many good players and rookies in this set. Um, I can see why it was so popular then, and it still is. Um, just not worth what everybody thought it was going to be at that time because of the oversaturation of the market. So the 1987 Tops set had 792 cards, um, and it had the subsets. Like I said, there were the Future Stars. That was with the Bo Jackson, Rafael Palmeiro, and a bunch of other guys. I think B.J. Surhoff, something, a bunch of them. I'm not going to say all of them. There were some Turn Back the Clock cards, um, and there were actual All-Star cards of the guys that were All-Stars. Um, and the gold cup cards and also record breakers. If you, if somebody broke a, a, a record that was uh, an important record for that year, or, um, at that time there was a, uh, some of those, some record breaker cards. There also was a glossy rookie set checklist, um, in the jumbo packs, there's a glossy rookie in those one in, the, in each jumbo pack. So there were like 22 of those you could get. Um, there was an, um, an all-star set collector's edition. It was like a mail-in. You could mail in and get 60 different cards that way. Um, they actually had like on some of the, the ones from the past, they had the wax box card, wax box card set, set checklist. So there were eight different cards on the boxes. And I think this year they were on the side panels instead of the bottom of the box. So really recognizable for the wood grain border. Um, really clean design. Um, there's a player photo. Um, um, has the top left corner cut off where the team logo sits inside a circle. The bottom right corners um, kind of cut off just like that, giving it a, a rectangular nameplate um, to overlap um, the wood grain border a little bit. The card backs 
um, had mostly yellow and blue um, on top of the normal gray cardstock, but it like it's a, it has a yellow background in a lot of it, and then some blue in there also. So the distribution of these uh, packs, you have 36 packs per box, um, 17 cards plus a stick of bubble gum per pack, um, 20 boxes per case. And then in the cello, you had 24 packs per box with 31 cards in each one of those packs with a stick of bubble gum. And there were 16 boxes in each case. Then there were rack packs, which, man, I remember getting those at grocery stores. Um, that was so fun to get those because they had it was like there were three different packs in one little rack. So in the, ra the racks came 24 packs per box, 49 cards per bo pack, and six boxes per case. Um, and then the factory sets that they put out, there were 16 sets per case. Then there were also vending boxes that just had 500 cards in them. Usually, usually dealers got those. Um, and those there were 24 boxes per case when they bought those. Also, there was something called a Tiffany factory set. And a lot of you know what that is. If you don't know what that is, um, those cards look just like the 1987 Topps card. They did that for quite a few sets, but... We're just talking about the 87 tops, and they made those in way less in a way less amount than the regular 87 top sets. So they look just like them. They they feel a little different. Um, they're kind of glossy. Um, they're so they're worth a lot more. So it says here I found um, when I was researching this that they made about 30,000 of those sets. That's it. So that's why if you look online and you find it, any type of tops Tiffany set, it's it's a lot more than the regular set. And as in most years, um, after people got traded or there were new rookies maybe that they didn't have in the set, um, they had a 132-card traded set that was available only as a factory set. You got it in a little box. Um, and I just realized this too when I was researching this. I didn't know this. It says that those traded sets were printed in Ireland on white cardstock. I didn't realize they were printed in Ireland. That's crazy. Um but they look just like the base cards, except there's a T um, suffixed with the numbering. So it means traded and then number one, traded number two, all the way up to 132. And they're ordered alphabetically by the player's name. Um, it has traded players, managers, rookie cards, and it's the same size as the regular card. So as you can see, all the different subsets and different types of cards that went with the 87 tops, you can see they were trying to get the a bang out of their buck, you know, trying to get people to buy all these. And they got a lot of people to buy them because they were so um, popular at the time. They wanted to get as many different types of cards they could have um, with this set. And they started doing that with a lot of different sets at, at that time. So quick recap, there were record breakers, team leaders, manager cards, future stars. That's the one with the Bo Jackson. And then the Topps All-Star rookie team. That's with the gold cup and then All-Stars and checklist cards. And also the turn back the clock cards. And a couple people I'm just looking now uh, that I missed for the rookie cards. You know, I said a few of them, but um, some other ones were Wally Joyner. He was huge at the time. Um, we already said Barry Bonds. Will Clark. I forgot about Will the Thrill. He also had an 86 tops traded, I believe, but this was his first base card. Um, Cal Daniels at the time. I remember he had some good years. Um, and Robbie Thompson. But these are, I'm not going to say all of them. So... So, you know, Barry Larkin, I said that one, Canseco. So, you know, the, the big names at the time, if you collected cards.
So now getting into the part of ripping the wax pack, I have a 1987 wax pack that I um, pulled earlier this week. And here it is, 1987 Topps Wax Pack. And we're looking for the, I love the Bo Jackson, looking for that one. We'd love to get the Conseco rookie too. Um, Will Clark's always great. McGuire's a cool card. Um, just so many. I love the Bo Jackson. I'd love to get that. So I'm going to open that up and see who we got. Remember, if you are um, listening to the podcast right now, you can actually go to YouTube. YouTube and watch watch me open this pack because I know you obviously can't see it if you're listening to the podcast but I just have that part just the opening of the wax pack on YouTube and then remember our twi Twitter handle is at ripping wax packs and you can leave some comments there and I'll um, get some, hopefully get yours on there the next time before we start the podcast before we do the poll and the history so here we go here's the pack it's open there's the the gum the gum is actually intact. I was always wanted to try this and see how bad it is. Yikes, I think it's just going to go into my mouth and just turned into nothing. It's like just sitting on the side of my mouth. Yikes, I just I'll just swallow it and see what happens. <laughs> All right, so here's the pack. Got the pack, and there, there's the wax stain on it, you can see. I'm going to turn them over and get them in the right order. Here's one of my favorite things that I talked about before. Spring Fever Baseball. Win a trip for four to the 1988 spring training camp of the team of your choice. Those sweepstakes always got me, and I never won anything. So let just put that down. All right, least favorite cards that I always would get. Nothing against any of the managers, but least favorite cards are the manager cards. Whitey Herzog. Bob Boone. And man, they again, they have on the back of the cards their uh, complete major league batting record. Um, and like this Bob Boone at the bottom has a has a little tidbit about him. Maybe a fun fact that says Bob adheres to martial arts exercise program. So I guess they couldn't find anything else, so they put that on there. <laughs> Ron Shepard. Can't say that I remember Ron. Oh, I thought it was the Barry Bonds. I had the, the Pittsburgh came up, and it was Mike Diaz. Mike Diaz. Jeff Reardon. Reardon. Good pitcher. Jose Okendo. I th I'm almost positive, but I think I can remember Jose Okendo playing every position in one game. I know he played all the positions at some point, but um, I think they did that purposely. They were losing, so they put him in all the positions. He was a utility guy, but uh, he was a uh, integral part of their team, being a, um, a guy that could play a lot of different positions in a pinch. Larry Sheets. Man, what a pack so far, huh? Yikes. Al Nipper. Zane Smith. I can remember watching a lot of Atlanta Braves games because when you put it on, I think it was TBS at the time. They just, that was the one of the only nationally televised teams that was on all the time because it was Turner Broadcasting. And uh, Zane Smith was always pitching, it seemed like. He's a lefty. 
Cliff Speck. Here's one of the leader cards I was talking about. Orioles leaders. And then it has the team leaders on the back of the card. And that was the yellow and blue that I was talking about before. Mike Schmidt. All-star. So that was one of the all-star cards. Oh, man. I'm glad I got the pack. I got a Barry Larkin. All right. Barry Larkin, rookie. And I think what I'm going to start doing is, for certain packs like this one, you know, we all have a, a bunch of Barry Larkin rookies probably. Um, if you send a comment in, I'll put your name in a, a drawing and I'll, I'll send the best card out of the pack. Um, I'll let you know if I'm not going to do that if we end up pulling a, you know, something from a 1984 Donruss pack at some point, and it's like the Mattingly. I'd probably want to keep that, but we'll see. Um, but put, uh, send a comment and, um, and I'll put your name in a, in a, in a hat or something, pull one out and we'll give you the Barry Larkin card. And you just have to give me your, um, information and a private message. Dennis Eckersley, man, he had a great career. Great career, Dennis Eckersley did the Eck. Joel Skinner. Another Dodgers leaders card. Never worth a lot, but it's a Dodgers leaders card. It looks like the last card kind of is stuck to the one under. That's sometimes that happens. Whoa, that didn't sound good. And luckily it was Ron Karkovice that got ruined with the stains. And the it's got stains on it and it kind of has some denting and and uh, wax stains going through it on the other side as well. So we'll get the uh, Barry Larkin out to somebody whenever they comment. I'm going to go ahead and put it in a, put, put the Barry Larkin in the, the sleeve and a top loader here to make sure that it doesn't get any more, any damage on it. And uh, I'll send that card to you. Um, just uh, comment at, at our Twitter handle at, Ripping wax packs, and um, the when I put those, I'll actually I'll probably draw it out on here the next time that we we uh, do a podcast. Then you'll know the name I pulled that gets the Barry Larkin. So that's the pack, and uh, appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, I'm your host Aaron Vaughn for AV's Ripping Wax Packs. Uh, don't forget to check out our Twitter handle at Ripping Wax Packs, so you can see the year of the next pack and what pack that will be for our next episode hope everybody has a good day thanks for listening